Welcome to the Voices of Freedom podcast by Freedom a la Carte. We're your co-hosts, Devin and Mandy. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from survivors and professionals, as well as actionable tips that you can implement in your life to become a better advocate for human trafficking survivors. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into the next episode of Voices of Freedom. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Voices of Freedom. I'm so excited to introduce you to this week's guest. This week, we have Liz joining us from Truckers Against Trafficking. Not only is Liz a field trainer with the organization, but she also is a survivor of human trafficking herself, and she's located in Northern California, so she will be joining via Zoom. As a survivor advocate, she has done direct service with survivors at the local, regional, and national levels. For the past decade, she has trained and spoken nationally to audiences regarding her survival of familial trafficking to help dispel the myths surrounding this topic and to empower individuals to help make a difference. All right. Let's jump into this week's episode. Thank you so much, Liz, for joining us today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, like fun hobbies, fun facts, anything that you think our audience would be interested in knowing about you? Hey, Deb, I'm glad to be here today. Uh, I am married. I live in California, and I love paint. Ooh, like a specific paint, like watercolor, acrylic. Uh, Acrylic watercolor, I can't control it, so it's not usually very relaxing to me, but yeah. I definitely look at those videos online of step-by-step, step, this is how you do certain things, so I'm always learning something. Can you jump in and give us a short summary of your life? What led you to the position you're at at Checkers Against Trafficking? Sure. So my position at Checkers Against Trafficking, or TAT as we call it, I am a training specialist, so what it really boils down to is I give a lot of presentations about what human trafficking is, what it is not, how to correctly identify it, and what to do if you meet a victim. All of that boils down to, for me, is that I was a survivor who was never correctly identified, mm-hmm. and my story lasted longer than it needed to, so I definitely have a passion for the work that I do. So jumping into like Truckers Against Trafficking... Can you give an in-depth description of what that organization is? Sure. So Truckers Against Trafficking started in 2009, and we started primarily with the trucking industry, but we've also expanded to the bus and energy industries. And we want to educate, equip, empower, and mobilize members of those industries to recognize human trafficking as a part of their everyday jobs and to report it effectively. Hmm. So my husband actually works within the trucking industry, he's a diesel uh, mobile tech. And so I know it's a male dominated field. What is it like communicating about sex trafficking in a male dominated workforce? You know, honestly, I find that if you approach men and tell them that they can be a part of the solution and not squarely blaming them for the problem, they want to be a part of the solution. Mm. So it's all about how you frame it. Because for me, my first trafficker was my mom. So I equally think that women are a part of the problem too. Mm -hmm. So you invite men to be a part of the solution. You explain the problem. And some of them are completely horrified because they never realized it was trafficking. They never realized that the girls were coerced. They never realized so many things. And then I always want to point out to them is, hey, the trafficker is taking advantage of you. He thinks you're so dumb that you'll fall for this. And then they have that righteous indignation of, I want to be a part of the solution. Right. Um, I think I accidentally skipped this question, but why target the trucking industry? You know, the truck driver 
years when we started this, they were already out on the road and they were already vigilant and observant, which is what we really needed. We needed that extra set of eyes and ears. So it was really more, how do we capitalize on what's already out in our society? Mm. Because sometimes, you know, Devin, they're going down the road at 3 a.m. You and I are asleep, but they see something and they can report it. Right. So what results and impact have been seen in the trucking industry since um, Truckers Against Trafficking has started their mission of education and awareness of sex trafficking? Well, since we've started uh, about 11 years ago now, maybe 12, um, we have had over 1,200 calls made into the National Human Trafficking Hotline, 700 cases that were generated because of those tips. And, you know, I think the bigger impact to me is that we've had over a million four, so one million four hundred thousand and change drivers take this training. So that's a huge drop in the bucket for the amount of drivers on the road. Yeah, that's awesome. I was on your guys' website and I was looking at all like the different programs that are available. Like there's the freedom drivers and then like um, people can become partners with you guys. Like I think I saw Walmart um had something like they were getting like the little yeah. Yeah, uh, so walmart is a big sponsor of ours and they are very invested in having all of their drivers that are out on the road be trained for human trafficking um it's a really amazing partnership because they're bringing it to the local store levels even where for our freedom drivers project it's a mobile museum so it is a truck that we have converted into a walkthrough exhibit Mm -hmm. to explain human trafficking and walmart is one of the places that we bring um, this museum to so people can walk through understand the realities of human trafficking and what to do about it that's awesome that a large um company like walmart has taken an interest in you know helping raise awareness for sex trafficking Absolutely. And I think the other part is, as long as you approach someone and don't try to shame and blame, they want to be a part of the solution. So big companies and small companies, I think you can never underestimate the power of the local companies that get involved because they can impact the community right where you live. Right. Um, Okay. Do you want to share a success story um, from your guys' trainings? Absolutely. So we had a driver um, take the TAP training, which is a half hour video, and understand how to report human trafficking. We have a wallet card that if they potentially need to remember and refresh uh, the red flag warning signs, they can do so. So a driver named Kevin Kimmel parked his truck in a parking lot in Virginia back in 2015, and he saw an RV parked in this truck lot, and he thought it was kind of weird because RVs don't usually park back there. He saw a girl peer out of the window, and just as quickly as she peered out the window, someone yanked her head back and he didn't see her again, but he saw men come and go from this RV more often then felt normal to him and he thought something was wrong. Mm -hmm. So he decided to call law enforcement. Law enforcement comes and basically what it boiled down to is that that girl had been kidnapped. She had been forced to call her family, say, everything's fine. I'm just on a road trip. But these people were putting ads of her up on Craigslist, selling her 
taking the profit for themselves. They would beat her. They burned her with instruments that they heated up on the stove. But here's the exciting part. Because Kevin made that call, doctors say that she would have died in the next week due to the malnutrition and torture. So he truly actually saved her life. Yeah. Because could you imagine if you see something and you're like, oh, someone else is going to report it. Um, And the good news is that those two individuals that were perpetrating that horrible crime were sentenced to 40 and 41 years in jail. So I also just always want to celebrate that victory in the courtroom. And, you know, the young lady that uh, Kevin Kimmel helped to recover, she calls him her guardian angel. And he's like, no, I was just doing my job. Like Mm -hmm. everyone should do that. And I always just love the simplicity that Kevin brings to that. He's a great champion of ours. And, you know, he did what all of us should do. Mm -hmm. So it always just inspires me. Yeah, that's a really good, like, heartwarming story. And also... We, when I'm doing this podcast, I don't hear a lot of actual kidnapping um, cases for sex trafficking. Like, a lot of people see, like, movies and stuff and they see, like, kidnapping. Um, And in reality, that's not really what, like, the majority of sex trafficking is. So that's interesting that you shared a kidnapping story. Um, Do you guys see a lot of that? No, I don't see a lot of it. Um, That was just the big story that stood out in my mind. Mm -hmm. But... You know, we also have, you know, the convenience store employees who notice something's wrong, something's off, and they make the call and they bust a three-state sex trafficking ring. Wow. You know, it's just because they're aware. Or we have two bus drivers um, who the girl actually approached the driver on the bus and said, hey, I'm being trafficked. My trafficker's here on this bus. I need your help. Wow. And so the driver had taken the tap training for bus drivers Mm -hmm. and he was able to actually call ahead to dispatch. The police met them on the side of the road, recovered the young lady, arrested the trafficker, got them, got her the services that she needed. You know, and we even have an example of a driver who had the tat decal, which is a sticker that you could put on the side of your truck. Mm -hmm. He put it on his window. He gets a knock late at night on his window and he's thinking oh i'm so annoyed but here it is is a victim saying i need help i got left here by my trafficker because i didn't want to work i have no money he took my wallet you know please help me and so he said oh we can call the national human trafficking hotline the hotline helped her get back to her family and he was one of the nice ones. He was one of the kind ones. He was part of the solution mm-hmm. who said, you're right. You don't need to be out here. I don't want you out here. Let's get you to help And that's amazing that she identified the tat like decal in his window. Well, too. on the decal, it says, do you need help? Oh, okay. Because a lot of the times, one of the things that we fight in the transportation industry is that these girls are seen as lot lizards or something less than human. Mm -hmm. And so to humanize the issue again, we're saying, do you need help? Let's just be proactive about this. Let's not be judgmental because you know what? As a survivor, I can judge myself all day long. What I need is compassion. What I need is the opposite of what I've been given. And so, you know, all of our drivers that celebrate a success story, but at the end of the day, 
they would tell you that they just did the right thing. And how much different would our society be if we all just did the right thing? Yes. Snaps. (laughs) Yes, I completely agree. Um, So to your guys' trainings, are your trainings free or do you like you need to like be a part like do you have to be a part of the trucking industry to you take this? You don't have this? to be a part of the trucking industry. Okay. We have a lot of different trainings available. If you go on our website, you'll find different information. Um, we can have you watch it on our website portal. It's about 30 minutes. There's uh, quite a few different videos to choose from, depending on what you're interested in. We can send you a wallet card or You can download an app on the Android or Apple phones. Uh, Just put Truckers Against Trafficking in the search bar, and it'll pull up the app with the videos, and you can do it right from your phone. Oh, that's awesome. I think these trainings would be beneficial to even people who aren't necessarily truck drivers or bus drivers, Um, especially like if you're on like a long road trip or something and you see something really weird, or, you know, even if you're at Walmart and you see something weird in the parking lot, you know, like I think just those examples of what you shared could just happen to someone who's not necessarily a truck driver or bus driver. I find TAT um, fascinating. I subscribe to your guys' newsletters and I love like reading all of the um, stories that you guys share in them and um, groundbreaking things that are happening. So I'm really appreciative of the work that you do um, and being able for you to share your story is also, um, you know, I, I value that a lot. Um, Thank you. You know, I really value being with TAT Um, not just as a survivor, but from the survivor perspective, I have grown so much in the two years I've been with Tat and I feel valued, but for more than my story, like I bring more to the table than just my story and working for a place like Tat. I like making a difference, just like you like making a difference at your organization. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really great to be bought into the mission. Mm -hmm. 